Maquano Coffee Roasters, MaquanoCoffee.com, coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Press Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zachary Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partner in radio, Zachary Bartles. Zach, today's uh, experience, today's process, if you will, uh, was a throwback to a simpler time. And by a simpler time, I mean a much more complicated time hmm. uh, in which we jacked around for 20 minutes trying to get various things, batteries and, and various things set up in our studios. And uh, it was a smidge nostalgic, dude. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a fun deal. You know, I'm like, this is how we used to be, you know, when, when things weren't smooth and, and uh, efficient. But, right, uh, when it to, wasn't to, the year of Gordon Gecko. Basically, I feel like the, the whole process is just a head of slicked back hair now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We are, we are the radio equivalent of a head of just nicely groomed, <laughs> slicked back hair. And uh, this morning, the hair was a little disheveled. It was a little, like, just rolled out of bed, kind of akimbo. You know what I mean? It, the, the radio the, hair. It's hard pulling that comb through, but it got through. Yeah. And- Yep. We put the pomade in and we're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Put the pomade in, put our suits on, one pant leg at a time, just like anybody else. You, you do know, it one just, pant leg at a time? Listen, just because we're radio superstars, it doesn't make us any different than anybody else. I mean, apart from the fact that we're radio superstars and they, yeah. they probably aren't. But, uh, you know, otherwise, we're just, we're just regular guys, Zach. And um, we're, we are regular guys with exceptional... Saddleback leather bags. Oh, uh, we are indeed. Zach, if you were to navigate to saddlebackleather.com, you would find uh, a dizzying array of leather products, bags, satchels, wallets, leather bound copies of the Constitution, uh, and many other things to meet your leather needs at various price points. Uh, Zach, I have a saddleback leather bag that I got five or six years ago. Uh, it is a briefcase. It is exceptional. Um, it's held up amazingly well. Uh, I get complimented on it probably every week. And I hope to be the owner of another new Saddleback bag soon. You're hoping. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping. You know, I'm fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. But you are the, the owner of a brand new Saddleback bag. And I want, you to, I want to just interview you about it for a minute. Um, because we kind of talked through last week, like the specs of the bag. But I want to now sort of pivot into your experiences with the bag. So how has it been functioning for you and how have people responded to it in your life? Well, I got to tell you what I did a couple of days ago. The homemade elastic covered, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Velcro filled. Uh, yeah, the board of, thing. The board thing. It doesn't really yeah. quite fit. Um, oh, that's hard. I mean, I think it probably would, but it would stretch the leather. And I just don't yeah. want to stretch the leather. This one's bigger, <laughs> like depth wise, but not quite as wide. Um, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to stop you right there. OK. <laughs> Ruining your eight hundred dollar product to serve <laughs> the product that you probably spent twelve dollars on total at Michael's nine years ago would be the most gut check thing ever, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could ruin that product, actually. I don't think you could either. You could, like, 
drag it to hell and back and, and you wouldn't ruin it. But, <laughs> Which is uh, actually something I have on the, the docket a couple of days <laughs> yeah, from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday of next week, drag it to hell and back. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but and so I pulled everything off of it and then I didn't know what uh-huh. to do with it because I was like, uh, our, our boy, the Doge, Phil Dozier, hooked me up with yeah. like a, a machine made, uh, a real one of those little grid things. So oh, I, <laughs> I threw everything back in my old briefcase. Yeah. And then yesterday I was like, Okay, I need to like put everything together into one bag, get everything organized. It was I, I have a kind of thing where if things aren't properly organized, they weigh on me, you know? Sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm on my way to, to the church. I dropped my, my son off at school on um not on my way, the other direction, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> same trip. So I grab both my briefcases, my old and uh-huh. my new. I drop him off, I get <laughs> to the church, I throw one briefcase over one shoulder. One over the other, so it's like an X across my chest. Yeah. And I've got these two big bags, and then I'm also carrying a computer because my computer's broken and it won't fold in half anymore without dying. <laughs> so I'm walking into the church, and, and I catch the eye of a guy who is often volunteers here, mm-hmm. and he like looks at me quizzically. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm like, what? And he's like, nothing. And then I, I get into the, the office and I look down at myself. And I yeah. just look like the most ridiculous <laughs> idiot in the world. I've got these two giant bags. I've got <laughs> a computer out like I'm typing and hacking on the go. Yeah. <laughs> so I like hacking on the go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've got it all worked out now and, and mm-hmm. uh, everything is in its place and it all has mm-hmm. a place and everything mm-hmm. is nicely like tucked into little elastic straps. Yeah, uh, I did downsize a little bit, but not because the bag wasn't big enough. Just because yeah. I was like, I probably don't need two little things of face lotion. I yeah, probably yeah. don't need nine of these um, mini <laughs> USB cables. I don't think that's going to be needed. You know, so <laughs> man, like the I I wish, and this this is an opportunity missed by us, but but mainly by me. I wish I had asked you to like videotape yourself setting up the saddlebag bag, like. Seeing you sort of furtively like moving things in and and like it, it's like watching a certain kind of person move into an apartment for a first time. You know what I mean? Like seeing you organize things in the in the bag and the little holders. It would have it would have brought me a lot of pleasure. First time, nothing, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've moved into a lot of bags in your life, <laughs> but uh, but not again. I've moved into my last bag now. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and never one this magnificent, I dare say. Buddy, I just um, sent you a texted you something I want you to click on. Oh, yeah. Let it's me from saddlebackleather.com. My wife brought it to my there. attention. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, they, do, they do not have that. Cord wrap not. set. Leather cord oh. wraps. Four of them of different sizes. Uh, they're very beautiful, and I'm going to be the proud owner of some of those very soon. Dude. How much does that speak to you in the sense that it's like they made a product just for you? You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I know yeah. there have to be other guys out there sort of like you in this way, but I, but none that I've met and none that are as passionate about lashing as you are. But like, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that there seem to be some people in the Saddleback Leather community that are passionate lashers uh like yourself yeah the passion lashing uh it's it's (laughs) nice to see it you know getting its you know representation does matter 
And uh, yeah. in order to get this lashing message out there, people like Saddleback yeah. Leather are going to have to keep on making products like this, where you pay $30 essentially for four uh, things that wrap <laughs> cords together. And, and I'm not being sarcastic. I literally no, have it no. in my in my cart now. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, it's a particular kind of person that's going to appeal to because yeah. actually well, all you need is either a rubber band or like a Velcro you know, strap yeah. or something that would cost you yeah. just like a buck or two, unless right. you want to be the guy who pulls out his cords. And I've already got cords wrapped up in leather. Remember I showed you that thing? It looked like, like yeah. a, you know, the bad guy's like knife collection roll. Yeah, yeah. And it was yes. cords. Well, now I'm also going to have individuals and, and these are going to be, I mean, this is high grain leather. These guys are using yeah. the high quality yeah. stuff. Exactly, exactly. Oh man, you exactly. know what's a really great video? So we have a couple of videos we're going to talk about, not this week, but maybe next yeah. time and the time after. One is of Dave's yeah. office, which is, oh, it's yeah. it's everything I want my office to be. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm taking notes reading the, or watching this video. But uh, yeah. the other is a video about, he tells you how to knock off a Saddleback leather bag. Mm-hmm. And he, he's talking about all these fake knockoff bags claiming to be saddleback bags that they found on eBay and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they've gotten a hold of some of them. So he like sarcastically walks you through the process of of doing the knockoff. It's really fun. Dude, I love it. I love it. What a what a great setup for a video and a great way to like market by giving people some content. I can't wait to watch it. Um something you mentioned a minute ago made me made me think. You you mentioned the words passion and lashing together. Doesn't Louis Giglio have a conference called Passion. Yeah. And like 80,000 people go to it and it's in like the Atlanta Falcon Stadium or whatever. Like, why don't we have a conference called... <laughs> I know where you're going. Called, yeah, called Lashin. <laughs> um, L-A-S-H-I-N with an apostrophe. <laughs> Lashin 23. <laughs> Lashin 23. We could compete with Louis Giglio in the sense that like... We could book a huge stadium in the South. Like we could start doing, you know, Anadrol fifty uh, steroid cycles like Louis Giglio and get grossly jacked from our next down. And we could dress twenty years younger, and we we could have our own con- our own conference to compete with passion. Except that it would be a lashing only conference. It would be for lashing enthusiasts all over the globe. Zachary Bartles and um, <laughs> I think we might have to aim smaller on the venue, like a Holiday yeah. Inn, uh, yeah. you know, ballroom or something. I've got Mercedes Benz Stadium in New Orleans already in my shopping cart. Should I should I remove it then? <laughs> Is it twenty nine dollars? It's it's a little more than twenty nine dollars, but it does seat eighty five thousand people. You know what? If you book it, they will come. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it. Can, can I um, make an observation from a second ago? Yeah, sure. When I said Lashin twenty three, it yeah. occurred to me that like. And maybe this is just my age or something or my de- generation, yeah. our generation, but like like creation 94. Yeah. That sounds like it's a, based on a year, right? Yeah, like yeah. Lilith Fair 96 sounds like it's yeah. a year. When mm-hmm. we got to 2000, nobody mm-hmm. was like, you know, passion 00. Everyone said 2000 because that sounds yeah. like a year. You know what doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a year to me? What? 23. I know, dude. It doesn't sound like a year. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't it, like it at it- all. I don't like it at all. I don't like anything about it, honestly. Um, I wonder if it sounded like a year in 1923. Right. You know what I mean? Um, or did they say 1923? I don't know, dude. I wish I knew. Speaking of 1923, dude, can I run a movie thing by you? We watched the movie Amsterdam last night. Ooh, I love that one, yeah. I loved it too, dude. And like, 
that movie got slaughtered in the reviews. Like people hated the movie, but I watched it and I was completely delighted by the whole thing. Like, what could people possibly have hated about it? Is my question. Great directing and an amazing cast. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what? Like you know, really talented people doing what they do for two hours. Like it, it was delightful to me, and it, and the the year nineteen twenty three made me think of it because it was set in like early thirties New York and Amsterdam, and it just looked amazing for that reason. It was a really good looking movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and you know I'm a huge Christian Bale guy. He almost yeah. can't lose in my mind. Um, yeah. and he was awesome. And oh, good grief! What's Denzel's son's name? John David Washington is Dude, amazing. Amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. And you know what my favorite part was? Spoiler! Hit that thirty yeah. second skip button. If uh, yeah, it was it was when Taylor Swift randomly just got run over. It was so that was jarring. outstanding, dude. Yeah, it was very jarring. It was extremely jarring because you were just having that experience with it where you were like, oh, Taylor Swift, she can act a little bit. <laughs> yes. Like she looks at home here, and then like a second later, they shove her under a under a car, and she and she dies. She looks at home <laughs> down there. Yeah, she looks at home down there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> dude, here's another crazy thing. Uh, I'd never really seen Denzel's kid in anything before because I didn't see Tenet. I didn't see the Christopher Nolan thing that he was the star of. And I'm watching this kid, and he looks exactly like a player that I coached at Lane College a couple years ago. Like, spitting image. So much so that I texted this kid, and I was like, dude, are you in the movie Amsterdam? Because this guy (laughs) looks exactly (laughs) like you. Um, so that was really pleasant. Like, yeah, everything about the movie was enjoyable and it was kind of a fun story, uh, fun locations. There was never like a super ominous vibe to it. And in my mind, I was conflating it with another movie that came out at a similar time called Babylon, which I do think is just, I think that one is unspeakably like gross and depraved and depressing. So I kept kind of waiting for Amsterdam to get that way, and it didn't, and it was just a nice movie. So Yeah, yeah, no, about like a nice guy trying his best to help people. And yes, then getting, exactly. Yeah, it pulled into some kind of conspiracy. And, and you know, it, was, it wasn't really like if you think about the historical setting, because it, it's based yeah. on some true events. They are really yeah. dark, but yeah. somehow it, the movie stayed pretty lighthearted. That was a good one. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was a great one, it, and it ended up being one of the more wholesome like redemptive movies I've seen in a long time. And I totally wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was it was a good one. What did you think of that like insectoid lady who's from the Queen's Gambit and stuff? You know, KK and I had a long conversation about her. And you know, far far be it for me to evaluate sort of the looks of any other person. But yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not into it. I, I know that she's very popular now as an actor, but I feel like there was there was somebody else with like the same sort of insect eyes that I like a lot better, but I'm, I'm forgetting who it is. Um, it was the lady that did like the, and this is so random dude. And I, I don't even expect you to, to know based on this, but the girl that I'm thinking of did like a lip sync thing with Jimmy Fallon. That was really funny. Um, she's kind of funny. She's like a comedian. The one that I'm thinking of, but same kind of like insecty features for lack of a better term. Hold Do on, you know I'm who I'm talking about? Really funny <laughs> lip sync thing yeah. with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Shoot, dude. I wish I could think of this person. And then, like, I feel like while you're Googling that, the OG sort of insect features person of all time is Uma Thurman. 
Yeah. I think I think she was the the greatest example of this working. But yeah, I wish I could think of the funny person who kind of came in between. But yeah, the the Queen's Gambit girl is sort of all the rage now for someone kind of different looking to have in your movie. Um, and she played a weird character, I guess. So that, that kind of helped. Apparently, ev- the, everyone in the world has done a really funny lip sync thing with Jimmy Fallon. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no use. Say some of them. Um, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. No. Um, Although I do love Melissa McCarthy. Ariana Grande. No. Uh, Demi Lovato. <laughs> Miley no. Cyrus. No. Tom Cruise. Was it Tom Cruise? <laughs> Emma no. Stone? Emma Stone, dude. Emma Stone. Oh, really? Yeah. Emma Stone, I find to be like the least charismatic person in the whole world. Yeah, but as far as like bug eyes people, I think I like her better than Queen's Gambit Girl. <laughs> yeah, if we're going just bug eyes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because <laughs> that's what you're we doing. That was the bit. We were talking right. about people who have bug eyes. Yeah. We were talking about charisma, you know? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just make sure I'm in the right category here. Is this, is this the Charisma Awards or the Bug Eyes <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, who said anything about charisma? We're talking about Bug Eyes. I want you but to like, keep it serious and focus up. Like, I need you... Listen, I need you dialed in when we talk about female actors over the years who have had Bug Eyes, okay? This is really important work. But what have you liked Emma Stone in? Like, like nothing. Just that lip sync video with Jimmy Fallon. Like... I've not liked her in one ever-loving thing, <laughs> but I remember, so my, here's where my head was, though. Like, I remember circa, like, four or five years ago, for, like, a year and a half, she was just in every movie. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, oh, Emma Stone. Yeah. That movie has Emma Stone. Yeah. And she didn't do anything for me personally, but it was like, the culture seemed to be responding to her particular brand of what whatever it is that she does but, of like being um, bored by everything yeah the way she's bored is really compelling <laughs> yeah being bored like yawning looking at your fingernails you know i feel like that was kind of her thing but dude did you see um la la land yeah i'm not a huge la la land guy me neither dude i know you don't like musicals that much but like the first the yeah. opening number of it i was like wow this is amazing this is going to be as yeah. good as chicago i can't wait yeah and then like within like five minutes i was like oh nope and then like halfway through it was like eh, i'm not a musical anymore who cares <laughs> dude i was yeah exactly i was ready to like it right because i like gosling i liked the kind of look and feel of it in the first couple scenes i wanted to like it a lot but i was just kind of Honestly, bored to death by the yeah. two of them. Uh, I didn't care if they got together, stayed together. Like the only interesting scene to me was the one where Gosling was like putting records on his his record player and like talking about jazz. I thought that was really a good scene, but uh, yeah, otherwise I I cared less. But here here's an interesting thing, dude, or at least I find it interesting. Um, being a college teacher now for eight years full time, but you know an additional fifteen or whatever before that. Every college student I've ever talked with about La La Land indicates that it's basically their favorite movie of all time. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I find really interesting, and I do have a theory on it, and I want to float the theory by you. Okay. And then I want to hear what this movie was for you, potentially. My theory is that La La Land is, for a lot of them, the first non-Marvel movie that they see (laughs) without their parents. You know what I mean? And, And therefore, it becomes their favorite movie. 
And there's some um, serious parts in it, and it seems like it might be art in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's arty. There's some serious parts. If you want to scan as like sort of an arty, thoughtful, I like musicals kind of kid, like La La Land is your movie, and I don't think it's good. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's even ex- you know all that memorable. But I think for th- I think there's something special about the first movie you see, kind of outside of your household. Yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, no, I could, I could absolutely see that. Like, like somebody watching yeah. that and being kind of like charmed by the scene outside the observatory, not knowing that most people yeah. have seen forty movies with a scene set exactly there, right? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's yeah. something, you know, it's like your first trip to a big city or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, I want to live here. This is amazing. Yeah. You I know. saw some homeless people. Oh my gosh, I saw, yeah. you know, a street performer. Right, wow, right. what a life that would be. And yeah. then, yeah, like, so that becomes, you know, the the big thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe for me, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what that was. I saw so many dumb movies. With, yeah. uh, maybe, you know, maybe it was. I saw, like, Happy Gilmore and all the Adam Sandler movies and stuff with my sure. buddies. Like, I'm sure yeah. we all did. I yeah. think maybe the first movie I really remember thinking, like, yeah. ooh, that was really good. I saw it just with like um, a couple buddies because it happened to be starting was uh, yeah. Seven. That oh, Brad Pitt, seven, uh, Morgan Freeman, yeah. Kevin Spacey yep. deal. Uh, and yeah. I remember like getting done with that thing and like, oh man, that was like a real movie. Yeah. That wasn't just like the kind of dumb thing we see. Dude, I saw that with a carload of college football players from the team that I played on. And we were all absolutely terrified by it. It was the most <laughs> dark, depraved thing any of us had ever seen. And we were like, we were having that experience of, you know, so it was like 20 minutes of drive from Taylor to Muncie. And Muncie was where you went to see movies. And, um, you know, we were kind of like wearing our Taylor football shirts, walking around looking like tough guys, you know. And this movie just completely broke all of us. And we, we like slunk out of the theater with our tail between our legs and like drove home in like utter, nobody, you talked. know, kind of defeated silence. Yeah. Yeah. There was none of the like good natured ball busting and, and joke telling and any of that stuff in the car on the way home. It was that movie broke all of us, probably ruined our season, you know, like, <laughs> some careers. Was, yeah. Ruined some careers. A couple guys quit football the next day. You know, it was, it was a while. Never ride. to be heard from again. Exactly. Wasn't there, wasn't there like a little movie theater in gas city? Dude? No, there wasn't. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of the theater that you might be thinking of. Um, there, there was one in Marion. I bet you're thinking oh, of yeah, Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Marion was kind of, believe it or not, sort of smaller and more depressing than Muncie, but it still had a mall and a movie theater. Mun- um, you lived in Muncie at one point, right? I did. I lived there for a year. Yeah, I had a great apartment there. Was it depressing? I thought it was kind of a cool town. Like a, it is cool. Nice- it's, it's actually cool. Okay. It kind of gets, gets made fun of in pop culture because Ball State University is there, which is where David Letterman went. But also, didn't they make fun of it on Parks and Rec? Didn't Jerry Gergich have like a condo in Muncie? Yeah. Well, the thing about Muncie is it's actually the average American town. Like apparently, yeah. and I don't know if how true this is or if it was just a, you know. No, urban this is legend, true. Yeah. Like, what you're, what yeah. you're saying is true. Everything they would use Muncie, like statistics from Muncie, because it was the average in every way. You know, it was just, which yeah. in one sense you could say I live in the most boring average place. Or in another sense you could say I could live in like the most quintessentially American place to the point where yeah. it can sub in for America 
And in yeah. that case, Dude, I mean, hundred percent. What's wrong with it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually like every place. You know what I mean? It's a lot like the town that I live in now, in that it's got a zillion chain restaurants and a couple of interesting places. And yeah, it, what you're saying is a hundred percent true. And in fact, that's where they would like test market chain restaurants. Hmm. So yeah, they would they would throw. A new restaurant on McGalliard Avenue, which anyone who uh, is from Muncie, shout out Muncie, they'll they'll know McGalliard is like the long strip of like chain places, and they it's would like 28th Street, but Muncie, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, like 28th Street, and they threw a new restaurant there, and if it would make it there, then they would put one in Fort Wayne and Peoria and all the other like mid-sized towns all across the Moline, great nation, East exactly. Moline. Yeah, Molini's Moline, absolutely. That's why um, there's no Chili's Nights anywhere else. It failed in Muncie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not not enough uh, excitement for Chili's Nights. Dude, but, let me uh, tell you a little seven thing um, from yeah. a real recent uh, interaction. You and I went yeah. to McKay's maybe a month and a half ago, and yeah. uh, I bought a million DVDs, yep. to, kind of because I had to salve my soul because I barely found any of the CDs I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and one of them for a quarter was seven. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the, oh my gosh, the sweetest lady was checking me out at the, uh-huh. and by that, I mean behind the register there and, and yeah, yeah. she wasn't that. like, <laughs> yeah, she, she wasn't was, like, uh, undressing you with her eyes. <laughs> right. right. She may have been, I she, mean, you know, she was, she was a sweet, like, like yeah. mom type lady. And, yeah, yeah. uh, she got to that one and she said, mm-hmm. she like, she like commented on everything, which there are certain yeah. people like, I think Aaron would hate this this cashier as a cashier. Okay, interesting. Yeah, go into that. Because there's a little comment on everything being purchased, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you like that? I actually do like it. Yeah, me too. And, and it's because I kind of, at a deep level, want to have my purchases validated. <laughs> and even if she's lying, like, I like it, you know? Right. Well, or I guess if, if they're positive comments. I remember when I was losing weight, um, I yeah. actually used Slim Fast shakes, pre-shaked, pre, pre-canned shakes to drop yeah. like 40 pounds when I was like- Did you really? 26 or something. Yeah. Uh, dude, I was, that's dude, impressive. I was a big, big fat guy. Like right after I got married, when uh, I started to put on mm-hmm. weight, I was still working 40 plus hours a week and taking a full load yeah. of seminary classes and I just ballooned. Oh man. And yeah, I was sure. like buying like two or three cases of these things just to keep under my desk at, at um, the office. And yeah. this guy at Meyer goes, oh, are you having a slim fast party? <laughs> and I just like stopped and looked up and locked eyes with him. And I said, what is a slim fast party? I've never heard of this. <laughs> and just like kept the eye yeah. contact until I won the, yeah. you know, and, he, and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really, a, I'm really a jerk kind of guy. If I could like stare you down and win the interaction when I'm buying 36 cans that, of slim fast right. as a man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no one's ever, no, no one's ever won against odds that long before, you know? <laughs> Like if you if you had if Vegas had like a line on like yeah. who's gonna win the interaction the guy with the thirty six cases is slim fast <laughs> <laughs> or the guy without them the, you yeah. know or the, the guy who's able to like make the snarky comment about it while he rings it up uh, that's like Buster <laughs> Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson in you know nineteen eighty seven in Tokyo that's unbelievable listen to me if you're interested in hearing more of Ted talking about Mike Tyson, just sign up for our Patreon. We're dropping these chapters regular. Um, we're dropping lots of uh, also exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else. Oh, and uh, uh, no, never mind. I almost just said I was going to pull the facing Tyson thing from from purchase, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it up. I'm just yeah. going to raise the price. Um, Dude, that was a solid like 
ad read transition though. Like the mm. the way that you moved right into like promoting the the Patreon deal was oh, uh that was good radio my hair is even more slicked back it almost hurts it's pulled so hard <laughs> yeah 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 it's like pulling your eyebrows up at this point you know but, <laughs> oh right uh, so anyway the lady says uh, uh she picks up seven and says yeah. oh this one was a scary one <laughs> dude she's right <laughs> and yeah. i didn't have the story to tell her about your whole football team being spooked yeah, yeah. by it so i told her i said you know i watched that with my wife when she was 15 and I was 17, uh-huh. uh, and she squeezed my hands yeah. so hard yeah. that I that after she gave birth to our son, she said, I'm so sorry, did I hurt your hands when I was squeezing your hands during childbirth? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. it wasn't as hard as how hard you squeezed them while we were watching Seven in 1996. <laughs> and. <laughs> She she was so charmed by that story. I won that mm-hmm. interaction as well, but with diplomacy, you know, not with yes, yeah. brinksmanship. Dude, you you won it with kindness, and you won it without thirty six cases of slim fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's incredible. I have a I have a question about seven. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and because it was nineteen ninety six, I don't have super concrete memories of the movie itself other than it just seemed like two hours of like as depraved of a thing as you can get you know what i mean like a a total onslaught of depravity i don't remember anything redemptive about it and I, i remember leaving the theater not being mad but just going like why did this happen you know <laughs> what i mean this like, happened to me yeah why did this happen to me why is it happening to anyone you know (laughs) it wasn't redemptive because it was a 90s thing that had to be really gritty in fact i feel like the really jumpy like hand scrawled kind of font thing with like um film grain kind of that oh yeah that kind of that's a david fincher one right seven yeah and i think that a lot of things were trying to copy it i think like things like uh what was that? The Bone Collector and like, I mean, like all, all these things <laughs> yeah, that came yeah, out yeah. afterward. Uh, Kiss the yeah. Girls. They were all like, ooh, yeah. we're like seven. But yeah. But I, w- one reason I liked it is because it had like a, a religious element to it, which is they're, they're all reading like, you know, Dante and scripture and, and all this stuff yeah, to try yeah. and to get to the bottom of what this guy's going to do because he's killing people based in right. the seven deadly sins. Right, right. And of course, at the end... It, he, it, spoiler, if you haven't seen this movie, again, hit 30 seconds, because this thing's been out for yeah. decades. And 25 years. It, yeah, yeah. It, or more. Um, right. 27. Oh, my gosh, dude. Wow. We are very old men. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but at the end, he turns it around on uh, Brad Pitt's character um, by <laughs> having a box delivered to him containing his wife's head. Um, yeah. And that makes Tough. the killer... Uh, he embodies then envy because he envied the wonderful life that he had. Mm. And then it makes Brad wrath because he pulls out his gun and kills him. Yeah. And they tried to add a little bit of a moment of redemption by having Morgan Freeman tell someone, well, he's not okay now because he just opened a, a parcel containing his wife's severed head, but he will be. And we're like, oh, okay, he will be. That's good. Yeah. Morgan Freeman says he'll be okay. Then, then we're, we're taking it to the bank. He'll be fine. He's going to be all no right. Big. You know what? Yeah, he's going to yeah. be making, you know, he's going to be out of his wood shop, you know, cranking up birdhouses soon. But yeah, uh, exactly. He, the, the, the what's in the box line has become almost a meme and, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of a thing people quote. Maybe people not even knowing what it's from. In fact, I've yeah. heard my son quote it. I know he hasn't seen that movie. And yeah. I don't know, I feel like it just was a really, really Calvinist movie because it just showed like how 
All of these sins just kind of click in with human nature. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not a very Calvinist movie because it made sin seem like this like over-the-top thing that only psychos do. And yeah. everyone else is just wanting to be kept safe from when that's not yeah. accurate at all. That's a really interesting read on it, actually. And that's really helpful to me because, yeah, for 27 years, I've sort of agonized over this movie. And um, I, I, had a, I have a very specific memory of it. And I was doing a thing with it in the theater because I was miserable that sometimes <laughs> people will do with like sermon points. Like I, I was doing the math in my head and realizing that we were two hours into this thing and we've only done four, like four or five of the deadly sins. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, we, we're looking at at least 40 more minutes. You know, <laughs> if we're doing roughly like 20 minutes per sin, we, we've got like 40 more. I don't think I could take it. But then the thing that you just explained happened and they, they wrapped a couple of them up like right there. Right. Which, you know, you got to bang, helpful. which happens with sermons too. When you're like, oh crap, I still have yeah, two more points. That's like, right. You just bang right through a couple of them at once. You combine them. Yeah, yeah now, that's right. And then you look back on it and you go, I, why couldn't I have been that efficient with the first three points? <laughs> you know? Like, oh, Let me ask you something dude. about the kind of social algebra of, of high level athletes. <laughs> Yeah. If if you would have just been like, guys, I'm gonna just go get some air and like just yeah. gone out to the parking lot with like your, you know, Mike and Ike's or whatever and just kind of enjoyed the the cool evening, yeah. would you have been mocked even though everyone else hated it? Or do you think a couple of people might have followed you and like the whole thing would have just been canned or what? That's a great question. You know, there's an interesting thing that happens between college and adulthood in that I would totally do that now. Right. Like yeah. I feel like well, you, by you and large early just on principle. Sure. <laughs> like I feel like by and large today I'm not performing for anyone. You know, like if I want to leave, I leave. If I want to stay, I stay. No big deal. Um I would I would just very candidly explain it to everybody after like I really hated that movie, so I sat on a bench and ate candy for the last 35 <laughs> minutes or whatever. Like I enjoy doing that, you know. So um so I would totally do that now, but I think in college, despite being, yeah, like big, strong athlete guy who th theoretically can do whatever he wants. You know, I was an adult. I can leave a movie theater. Right. I, I didn't, like there was no world in which I could have done that or in which I could have imagined doing that as a 19-year-old college football player with a bunch of teammates, although we all probably wanted to do it, you know? Um, if I had leaned over to one of my teammates, now this is a theoretical. And if I had just been like, Tommy, I hate this movie and it sucks. I'm going to go outside. Like, he probably would have been like, yeah, all right. You know, I might come out in a minute too. You know, like, and in 30 minutes, like four of us would have been out there and we would have just been like, hey, you want to go grab, grab a bite? You know, but uh, instead we just stayed in the theater and agonized through this whole thing that we all hated. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fair question that you ask. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like now you probably would, would watch, like, normally you'd watch the first 20 minutes of a movie in one sitting, and then you'd watch yeah. the next 35 in another, and then you'd, and so it wouldn't even be a matter of, of bailing on it, you just would never resume, yeah. right? You'd move on to other yeah. movies. Yeah, and that's exactly what we did with, like, Bullet Train. And, and you know my wife's, like, penchant for getting tired, and the minute she gets tired, she has no more endurance for anything. Like, it's over. She doesn't even have endurance for being polite to, to dear friends who are her house yeah. guests. She's just like, why are oh, you exactly. still here? <laughs> yeah, she's like a fighter that's been knocked out. Like they're shining that little pin light in her eyeballs and 
you know, the ringside physicians taking a look, you know, and uh, yeah, like, so when that happens, she's like, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're, I guess we're done. We'll, we'll pick it up tomorrow night if we, if we like the movie. And if we don't, we just will never pick it up again. But um, I have a thing related to my wife that I want to compliment you for and thank you for. Okay, then I also um, it, want to apologize to your wife afterward. Don't let me forget. Okay, yeah. Wow, yeah. We got a lot of KK-related KK content. Yeah. She'll, she'll love this. So I, I had a long day of work yesterday, and she had a long day. And then we had evening stuff, but we met up for dinner. So like I drove over from my office. She was driving somewhere else, but we met up for dinner. And I could tell she was a little down. And I was like, what's wrong? And she goes... I had my first like bad interaction on social media today. Ah. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. What did they say? I'll, I'll drive to wherever they are and beat them up. You know, that whole thing. And so she shows me this delightful video that she had made of her making a pavlova, which if you've never had a pavlova, it's an unbelievable, like intricate, beautiful looking dessert that just looks amazing. And because... She was making it for someone who was dairy-free. She used like a coconut whipped topping. Right. She would always whip her own cream, typically. Oh, but like, I know, dude. I've had the cream. Very recently, yeah. I had the amazing homemade whipped Homemade cream. whipped cream. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but so she put this like coconut whip from a can on it, and she got all these like amazing fawning comments. Oh, my gosh, that looks so good. Blah, 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 blah. And then one, one lady like commented, you know... Uh, you ruined it with that whip topping. And um, that was the most social media thing ever, right? Like, right. like here's the total... sweet thing I'm doing and you can be, yeah. and, and the whole point of this kind of Instagram post is it's for the kind of people who aren't spoiling for an online fight, but who just yes, want exactly. to share a nice experience. Yeah, like here's a nice looking dessert. You know, this, this is the least divisive thing yes. worldwide, you know, uh, besides like a picture of a kitten or... Something like that. Like it's it's hard to get more wholesome than this. And yet, like one one a hole has a has a snide comment about it. And later that night, she was like, "Oh my gosh, look, Zach came to my defense on Instagram or whatever, and you had <laughs> you you had said something." Snide, and I forget what it was, but she felt really like affirmed and defended by it. Do you remember what you said? Well, she had responded like really nicely, like mm. so nicely, like you know what, you're right. Nine times out yes. of ten, you have to do it the only way. But in this yeah. case, but she had already said all that in the description. Yeah, and I've already yeah, told yeah, you, yeah. I'm a big fan of your wife's Instagram videos. They they yeah, calm me down. Sure. I I love yeah. them, and so Dude, they're nice. Yeah, and honestly. I wanted to go way harder, um, yeah. but I was like, that would look out of place and weird in this situation. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. knew, Ted, that, uh, well, it's not my place to defend your wife, that you're not on yeah. social media. And right. uh, so I just, you know, flippantly said, um, well, if you had actually read the description of the video, you could have <laughs> saved yourself looking like an idiot, couldn't you? Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, who's going to be a jerk to KK? That's not Exactly. That's not who's right. going to be a yeah, who's going to be a jerk to some like nice lady just posting a, a video of a, a really amazing looking dessert that she just made? Yeah, you know who you were in that moment? I love this dude. Huh. K- KK was Chucky in the in the Harvard bar and you were Will Hunting. You know what I mean? You like you you let it go for a minute, you were watching it kind of like 
sizing up the scene and then you you swooped in and you were like uh you know at least i'm not unoriginal and uh if you got a problem you know we can we can step outside talk about it you know uh you were you were that guy in that moment and just like uh chucky was out of his elements but will was in his element uh being there in like the the jerkwad uh section of instagram KK was yeah. kind of thrown. She was like, I've never encountered this before. And I was like, oh, I, yeah. I know this world. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were like, I swim in these turd infested waters <laughs> almost daily. Allow me. I'll show you how you can take some of the turds and actually like sh- shove them down the, the shark's mouth. <laughs> Send them swimming. Exactly. Tail somehow oh. tucked between their fins. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> my, Now, my apology is. Dude, yeah. I thought about this like three days ago, and it was too uh-huh. late. You ever have like a yeah. thing where you're like, "Oh, I need to respond to that text," and then yeah. it goes down in the like you know graveyard of text, yeah, yeah. and and then you're like, "Oh crap, it's been too long to respond." Now I feel like a jerk. Yeah. KK sent the funnest, and that is a word I learned a couple yeah. days ago. It's in the dictionary. Um, the like happy little uh, video to our gut check group, um, uh-huh. of her lashing. And she's like, check this yes. out. I'm lashing and I've got these Velcro ties and I like Velcro ties now too. They're so fun. Yeah. And it was like the nicest thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to respond to that. And then mm-hmm. like seven days went by and I and I, I don't use Marco Polo that much. Um, yeah. And so I happened to see it when I was texting with Lofty or Marcoing with Lofty. And I was like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed the opportunity to like congratulate her on her great lashing and share the fun moment yeah. with the group. Um, yeah. So KK and family, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> and I know you are. <laughs> I do apologize. Actually, I do know you are. That was spectacular yeah. lashing. I am so yeah. happy that you share my my passion for Velcro strips. I love how they come in like a big wheel. Yeah. And like they pull off from each other and yeah. you have to pull out that little like pill-shaped piece. Yeah. Uh, so that you can slide it inside of itself like a little belt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all of that I wanted to say, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I... I didn't say what I should have said. Wow, man! Back listen, when I should let have me said it. let me be the first to say um, that was really big of you. Okay, like we've been on a bit of a journey this morning with uh, the bug eyes thing and the charisma thing. That was a bit of a deal. Um, it's been a wild ride, and I just want to say that was a stand up move. That was a high character move. <laughs> um, so, as her husband, I appreciate it, and um, you know, I I think. It wouldn't be a stretch to say that she <laughs> that she would buy a ticket to Lash in twenty three. You know, or should she be a presenter? She could be a presenter. She could do a breakout. I don't know about main stage. I don't know if she's ready for that yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like the the gourmand. Like she could talk about yeah. like you know tying like the the rack of lamb with mint. You know, with twine and yes. stuff and yes. all that. Yeah, twine. Like niche lashing. Yeah. You know, like uh, not not sort of mainstream lashing, everyday lashing, but like she's not kind of lashing, but you know. Yeah, she's not headlining. Aaron but, can do uh, a little breakout session on like how to tie the uh, the box of rocks to the mic stand or the the jar of rocks. Yeah, dude, and I thought of one I could give. Yeah, I, I was thinking about football uniforms recently, and how almost from head to toe there is lashing involved. Mm. Right, like you're lashing a towel over your belt, or you're lashing like the shoulder pads are all lashing. Um, you can lash little accessories onto them, like additional padding and, you know, the, the pads themselves sort of lash onto your body via Velcro straps. 
Um, football is a very lashing intensive sport. And I think that's a talk that I, that I would be comfortable giving at a conference. Why um, is it so satisfying excited. to watch someone lash stuff? Like, like when you're watching, um, like an eighties action movie yeah. and there's like the montage where it's yeah. like strapping on the Kevlar vest and then lashing yeah. in like the, yeah. you know, the like combat netting and all the yeah. grenades and knife, knife, knife into the scabbards and like strapping Dude, everything I love on. that. Yes. And I, I, yeah, I love them like putting the guns and the things into the little cases with like the little foam cutouts of where the gun goes yeah. and like, all that stuff is so satisfying, dude. And I think it's because, I mean, they're bringing order to chaos, right? Yes. That's, that's the beauty of lashing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. To put a fine point on it, you know, I, th- I think all of us who are lashers, um, you know, we kind of share the same, the same, you know, vision. In, in terms of that. And uh, yeah, I, c- I can't wait for the conference, dude. I think it's going to be huge. <laughs> Lash in 23. Now, is it possible we could get Giglio there under false pretenses? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, what would entice Giglio to, to come and be a part of that? Uh, besides like $100,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why don't we, we offer him $100,000? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not suggesting we actually pay him. I'm just saying yeah, to get him there. just offer it to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then when he gets there and it's like nine people. There's a nice weight room at the facility, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's Lashin 23. Lashin 23. Now, Ted, before we go, do you want to uh, fire up the old randomizer? Or by the old, I mean the, the new and improved <laughs> randomizer once again? I think you should. I think you should do it. Uh, just so you know, everyone, the randomizer actually uh, is all in the cloud now. I went down yeah. into the room uh, that, that houses the randomizer, and it was just gone. And then I've had a text that said that it had migrated into the, the cloud. So um, regained a little, reclaimed a little space in, in, in my house, but mm-hmm. I miss its presence. I miss the smell of the steam and the oil and the sound of yeah. the gears and the, the cogs and the yeah. pistons. But Yeah, exactly. Kind of smelled like an old car. Yeah. You, know, you, you walk into like your father-in-law's garage, and you get that, like, that old car smell. And you know what, man? I mean, things just change. And I, I struggle to deal with that, but... Yeah, we all do. Here we are. And, uh, and just like, you know, it used to be that you'd turn on your television and manually click, click, click through the, the channels and <laughs> see what was on. And now it's, yeah. it's the Netflix and the Hulu and the Peacock. You know what's the same, though? Yeah, you, you got to just get in the chair and do the work, though. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> and it never changes. Randomizer. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to be a real randomizer man like we are, you know, manning the controls, then you got you to gotta just get in the seat. Ted, um, don't forget that the, the randomizer has a face uh, per the quarterly magazine <laughs> and that the face is like a 1950s toy robot. By the way, I've started printing the. Uh, I'm doing it slow. I've started printing yeah. and preparing uh, the the paper copies of the quarterly yeah. for the uh, higher level patrons. I like that. patrons. So yeah, like uh, that. that's going to go out. And I have to confess something. Like I've already done that. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of confession. This morning's real good for my soul. I have yet to yeah. send out the coffee we promised those three folks, but I have the names, and I am going to send it out while the coffee still tastes good. I promise. It's Love happening. It. Love it. All right, well, uh, let, let's let's go ahead and pull the the lever and turn the key and uh, press yep. the space bar or whatever we do. I don't remember. What, what do we do? Yeah, all those things. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do them all simultaneously. All right, yeah. ready? Three, yep. two, one. 
Alright. <laughs> and it's slowly bringing up the... <laughs> Do you see one? I don't see one. I, I see one. Oh, okay. I have one. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. As long as we... This is at Michael Gungor, by the way. So, oh, huh. um, yeah, the, ra- the randomizer... I. I dare say hasn't been so random lately <laughs> that it's always tweets from the same person. Um, but this is what at Michael Gungor has to say. And again, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're new to this conceit, welcome. Uh, the way that this works is the randomizer selects at random uh, a tweet from someone whose theology and worldview we massively disagree with. And we then are tasked with reading that tweet out loud and then not responding. Mm-hmm. So we need to be pros. We need to be adults. Uh, we need to just sit in that space, if you will, and uh, deal with it. Yeah, but Ted, this is literally go. year number nine of doing this, so I don't think yeah. that we're going to struggle very much with it. But Yeah, I don't think we are either, dude. I mean, we're old. This is old hat, yeah. you know. Uh, here we go. As long as we believe there to be a fundamental divide... Between what we want and what we do, we will feel imprisoned and victimized by what we think are our unfulfilled desires. Mm. When, when we realize that we are precisely it's creating... still going. The, yeah, it's still going. Okay. He's got a, this young man's got a lot to say. Um, when we realize that we are precisely creating the life we want, we see that we are already free. Okay, I didn't respond. Did you? Uh, did you? I'm laughing, but I to oh. in my defense, I'm thinking of something else that's funny. Were you thinking of a picture of a guy with like a weird kind of white guy yes. fro and wearing blue? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I let, let me let's talk about that a minute. I feel. Why do I feel offended by him thinking of himself as a lion? <laughs> in that the lion is like the king of the jungle and sort of you know, the, the God figure in lots of literature. And um, I, I feel like this guy needs to think of himself as something way more sort of fey and toothless than right. a, yeah, a lion. No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if, if you make this guy a cartoon, the yeah. only natural thing is a mouse or maybe a vulgar. Yeah, or, yeah. or like, a we- yeah, like a weasel or some little, you know, creature of, of that kind. Um, Actually, we fire up the randomizer one more time. Yeah, let's see do it. if anything appears in your studio. All right. Um, yeah. So, so pull the ripcord. Uh, yep. Press the alt key and turn the. Yep. All right. Doing all. All right. This. It's coming. It's. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. It's and it's really churning through a lot of data. All Michael Gungor. Seems like Michael uh-huh. Gungor does tweet an awful, awful lot. lot. Yeah. Oh, here and here we are. It's it's come up yeah. with one. A, a random tweet from again at mm-hmm. Michael Gungor mm-hmm. wrote this article about how the idea of anything outside of yourself, like the Bible or a religion, having some sort of final quote authority over you <laughs> is a flawed one. Oh man. Ted, you know what? You laughed at that one. And I think I want you I, I want you <laughs> yeah. to admit that you did, and I want us to do okay. one more. You read it, we don't laugh. We go out on yeah. top. We go out yeah, like pros. I, I like what you're doing there. Um, you're pushing me, and that's good. That's what good friends do. <laughs> how many how many dollars would it take for you to actually read that article? 
Dude, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna covenant right now. I'm reading yeah. it this afternoon, and I'm writing a commentary on it, and I'm posting it on the Patreon page. Okay, I love it. So four dollars <laughs> a month is what it takes for me to read that yeah. article. <laughs> You're a cheap date. I know. Uh. <laughs> all right, go ahead and uh, do all the things. I'm all right. I'm, I'm cranking okay. the crank right now. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Randomizer's churning over here in my studio, Zach. And again, I'm getting something from at Michael Brangor. What a, um, what a shock. And again, I'm, g- I'm going to really dial it in here. Okay. I'm going to really be a pro because what you said, like I've been, I've been thinking, I've been thinking a lot about what you said two minutes ago <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I need, I need to, I need to focus up. Here we go. At Michael Gungor. Some days I just want to join a mild mannered cult where I can just strum my guitar in a beautiful forest all day with a bunch of smiling, dancing hippies everywhere. <laughs> now, Shoot, I'm sorry. Zach, stay with me. It's not over, <laughs> oh, dude. No. Listen, if we were in a movie, I would throw a cold glass of water into your face and like smack you across your, your face and shake you and tell you to focus up. Okay? Because there's more to it. Okay. Can sorry. we do this or can't we? We are pros and we're doing it. <clears throat> okay. Here's the last part. Focus. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this session with a randomizer a failure. Yeah, for I, me. I for me. I, I can't say it for no, you. For, no, for me too. For me too. Um, in that I was, I was really strong there until the very end, and then I broke. You know what I you need, know, man? That's what happened to me. I yeah. need ninety floats. Yeah, I need 90 floats. Who's the broken man now, right? Hey, do you want to hear um, the uh, the epilogue to my to my uh, season of SlimFast shakes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One day, one day mm-hmm. I was, uh, I'd work on a Saturday and I pulled out my SlimFast shake out of yeah. the box and yeah. I put it in the fridge. You know, I got the ones that yeah. were already made in the, in the cans. And at yeah. lunchtime, I cracked it open. I was on a call. I chugged it, started chugging it. It came yeah. out in chunks. It had turned. Oh, Oh, I spit it out all over my shirt. Yeah. And I had to stay on the call for like the next 25 minutes with curdled oh. slim fast on my shirt. Oh, Zach. Oh. And then from that moment on, I'd open one up. I would smell it. It would smell turned. I would have other people mm-hmm. smell it. They say, no, it smells fine. It's fine. But I could yeah. never put any more of it in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, that's rough, dude. Nah. That's a, that's a, that's a horrible story. I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, you know what they say, um, the Tao that can be explained is not the Tao. <laughs> yeah. The Slim Fast that can be explained is not the Slim Fast. <laughs> oh, baby, we have, uh, we have done what we always do on this program. In that we came into it with absolutely no plan, mm. and then we made a plan, and Knocked then we didn't get pump. to that plan at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, we were going to talk about politics. This is going to be the political episode, Politics 23. <laughs> Instead, it became Lashin 23, and Ooh, uh, I enjoyed so that better. so much yeah. so much better. Yeah, so much more fun. Uh, and Zach, we will see you. <laughs> Lion. We'll see you in a forest with dancing hippies <laughs> next time. Then pay phone at your best friend's way. Let's make a run for it.